0: Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice, the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Welcome to today's podcast where it's absolutely beautiful outside. And today I'm going to be talking about exercise. So it's a a perfect compliment to the weather as you can, you know, see people outside running and walking and biking and just feeling the shift in the air that's coming. And I think everybody just open and preparing for that. Um, At least it feels that way to me. So it's a great day to talk about exercise and a great month to talk about how exercise um, benefits your mental health because it's Mental Health Awareness Month, which is the month of May. And, you know, how exercise affects inspiration and intuition, how they're linked, how they complement each other. And also I'm going to be talking about intuition itself a little bit further today. So exercise Beyond the obvious benefits of a healthy heart and staying fit and all that, you're raising your endorphins when you get out and exercise, doing cardio of any kind, doing um, you know, high intensity, low intensity, um, a mix of that. It's a natural antidepressant when you do these type of movements, and we'll, and we'll get into more of it in a minute, especially if you add exercising outside, which a lot of people have been doing this weekend. Which clears your head like nothing else. So when you work out, you lift your mood, and when you lift your mood, you hear less of your gremlins and more of your wise mind, your highest self, and that's where inspiration can come calling. And when I say inspiration, inspiration and intuition for me are pretty much the same thing. So let's be let's be clear, because someone had brought up my to my attention recently that you know some people think of intuition. As conjuring up like voodoo stuff, airy fairy wizardry. And, and with all due respect to wizards, because I adore Gandalf and Dumbledore and have had my own wizards show up in my life, um, I'm happy to share. Intuition and, and, and inspiration is really basic and simple. Intuition isn't just for the gifted, it's not for people who chant black magic or wherever else, you know, some people still conjure up in their minds. One of my clients has a family member who said, This is about my pertaining to my client you know, she has that thing, you know, and sometimes intuition can be like that. It's like, oh, what is that? It's like a foreign thing. Only only certain people have that. But intuition is already a part of who you are. It's your birthright. Everyone has access to it. And I've said before on my podcast, it's like anything else. When you're interested in it, you get more of it. So the more you practice developing your intuition, the better you get at it. And for me, intuition and inspiration are one and the same. And again, that's why everybody would have have access to it. So, one of my favorite things is when people when when someone says like I'm getting this or I'm getting a no on that or sharing the vibes they feel in that language. That's it right there. It's that part of you that feels something so strongly, not with your left brain, but with your right that needs no further explanation to anyone else. You know it to be true, and that's what you're going with. That's what it is. Now, your gremlins may come in after the fact and try to mess with it. And they do because that's what they like to do. That's what they're designed to do. Make you question yourself and your inspiration and your intuition and make you wonder if you really felt what you're feeling. And then you get all chaotic and confused in your mind when you go back to that initial moment of that pulse of inspiration, that little whisper that you just really thought was right. Um, you know, they, they get in there and they do that. And let me give you an example how how that works. And then we'll circle back to exercise and and how it fits in in a moment. So I had a client one time that had a feeling about something, a bad feeling. And the feeling was to not go out and instead stay home with her two small boys. She had that feeling. She had that whisper, the nudge to just stay put. But instead of heeding that offering, that spirit or inspiration, intuition, whatever term you want to use, uh, gave her, she dismissed it. She went out. She followed what her gremlins, her ego wanted her to do. And she went and she had some good short-term fun. But she ended the night crashing into a telephone pole. And she was steeped in guilt and sadness at not listening to that wise advice that she knew she was getting deep down from that first little whisper. We all have stories like this in some way, shape, or form, right? I mean, maybe not as serious in consequence, but we do. We all have these stories. And I'm sure something immediately sprung to mind for you, like it did for me, multiple examples, actually. That's intuition. That's inspiration. It's the knowing. It's the feeling. It's the little offering to go a different way than the road our gremlins want us to take in order to spare us turmoil and pain. You don't need to chant to get that kind of information. That's what I want to make clear here. And I have nothing against chanting. That's that's not my point. It's that it's right there. It's fluid in all your situations, not just in meditation, but in everyday life. And when you start working on that level, when you when you open up to trusting that voice within yourself, you start to realize how much access you really have to it. And how it's fluid, not just when you take the time to pray or you ask for something and then it comes true, but how it just appears all the time is just a natural part of your existence, which is quite normal, quite grounding and not so out there. So um, I did want to talk about that today. And, you know, here's here's a question that comes up a lot, too. How do you know which voice to listen to? Because we all have both. Right. And wh- which which is the one you trust because in real time when you're in that moment at that options port metaphor I've given before from the land of blue it can be very hard to discern so here's a benchmark to use one one voice is quiet and soft and graceful and like an offering you know it's it's up to your free will it's it's up to you to choose the other voice is loud and impulsive and OCD like in nature Feel the difference in that. One is a whisper. It's often that very first thought that can be so quiet in nature, you don't even hear it because the gremlins come swooping in and very loudly tell you all the reasons why you should do X, Y, Z, from eating food that you know is going to make you feel inflamed, which then affects your behavior towards your entire family in closed quarters, which is a major ouch. And it can also be, you know, to walking away from someone who might look like a boatload of fun, but who is eventually going to rip your heart in two and leave you standing on the sidelines looking like, the, like a fool, as one of my clients once described. You've had these type of experiences too. We all have. That's, that's how your gremlins work. The voice of your intuition is quiet. Again, it's an offering. Think of it as a wise, elderly person, a wizard if you like, who simply offers you the opportunity to go a different way, no matter what your ego wants you to do. It's that wise soul who sees from that elevated point of view, like a parent who explains to their child why they can't play Fortnite for another five hours when they can't understand for themselves. It's like that. Feel the difference. Sense it within yourself and then move in that direction if you like. Because when you follow it and you listen to it and you really start to honor it, it will save you so much time and speed your life up in ways that you can't even imagine for yourself today. It's awesome to know a force greater than yourself has your best interest in mind and at heart and that you can let go a little bit because they've got your back and we don't always have to be in control of every little thing. And when you, you start to practice on that level, you really do feel the, the power in that of being able to let go. It's the great paradox of letting go of control in order to feel even more powerful about, about your life. So you know, once you, once you know that, you can let go a little bit more than you normally do because knowing that force is leading you to a better place. It's, it's a weight lifting off your shoulders. And besides that knowing, besides tapping into that power, it's fun. It's fun to watch things unfold and see how our intuition knows better than we do and how things can play out and make us feel better if only we'd listen to that voice. So how do we bring more of that inspiration into our lives and get that wise voice clearer and more forthcoming? Back to exercise. This is where exercise comes in. When you exercise on a mostly daily basis, you are letting go of negative energy buildup, mental clutter, and you are gaining mental clarity about your life, whether it's about a specific question that you have or just about your life in general. If you already exercise, you know exactly what I'm talking about and how you feel after a workout. It hits different, as my teenage daughter would say. You're more focused. You're in a better mood. You're you're motivated to eat better, it, which helps with mental clarity big time. And it's like clearing the slate. If you don't exercise on a regular basis, I'm going to encourage you today, especially with the weather turning nice now, to start first thing in the morning. If you're a night owl and those are your golden hours, then ignore this advice and don't listen to me. But I can only speak to what I know. So I'm going to share a morning routine that helps with developing inspiration along with enhancing your mood for yourself and others so that you're more of a pleasure to be around and also a routine that helps your work and your purpose, which is also going to make you more pleasant to be around when you're on point and when you're in alignment with yourself, right? You, you're, you're happy and a happy person can be happy for other people. And then you're a joy to be around. And hopefully that's one and the same for you, that your work and your purpose is the same, but we'll save that topic for another day. So three steps to the morning to enhance your intuition is what I'm gonna be talking about. But first, I need to highlight the sponsor of this podcast today. The law office of Stephen J. Delamere in Stoughton has been practicing law since 1992 and understands that every client has different needs. They handle matters involving personal injury, Real estate closings, real estate planning, litigation. For more information, contact Steve, who happens to be a great guy, at 781-344-0012 for a free consultation. That's the law office of Stephen J. Delamere at 781-344-0012 for a free consultation. Okay. In Robin Sharma's book, The 5 a.m. Club, Owning Your Morning and Elevate Your Life, which is great, and touts the benefits of the 2020-20 rule of exercise of moving, reflecting, and growing, and then learning, which he writes in his book, is the single finest practice I've ever encountered to translate the intentions of living gloriously, rising before daybreak to get things done. And I agree with that quote about the morning time completely. I swear getting up early is the key to life. But i tweak a few things here in his work, one with regard to getting up that early during this quarantine, because you certainly, you certainly don't need to get it all done, um, to, to get up at that hour anymore. If you do, I have a few clients who still do, who still get up super, super early and that's fantastic, but know that you don't have to. It's more of a matter of getting up in the morning in general, whether that's six or 10, you know, how much buffer time you're going to need before everyone comes calling in your life. So whether that's those in your house or work or school that needs tending to know your time and the tweak that I would offer on Sharma's work that I'd like to offer to, to you here is more of a 30-30-30 um, or whatever time frame works for you in this following order. So the first step in developing a morning routine around exercise that helps with intu- in inspiration and intuition is to journal. So this is step one. If you want to clear your mind to improve your mood or develop intuition or just get a better handle on why you do the things you do and why your life seems to be maybe stuck in the same place, write your dreams down first thing in the morning. Scribble like a nut, writing down every single piece you can remember first thing, not after you check email or get dressed, but immediately. Write down anything that comes to mind, even if you think you're making it up, it's your imagination, or if it's vague and you don't understand, or particularly, especially if it's scary. Write down everything you remember and empty yourself of everything that you can recall. Write your feelings down around the images and the pictures and the scenes you recall and what they feel like to you. Don't analyze anything, just just write. Never analyze at this point. Just, you know, don't use your left brain for this exercise. Just write and scribble. No one is judging your writing. It's it's meant to be a stream of thoughts, words, feelings and recalls. And then when you don't remember anything else, and you'll get to that point, you'll know, because your mind will start wandering or you'll, you'll, you know, you're, you're reaching for things Write down. Then your thoughts about where you're at, what feels good, what feels on point, what feels left to do? What are your, what are your takeaways from this whole quarantine thing? What's been working really well? What have you gained in insight and what do you want to leave behind about yourself and your life? Like, just, just try to get really clear for, again, for the purpose of emptying your mind. So write down, you know, what comes to mind and then what you want to accomplish that day? And for those of you thinking, you know, what if I don't remember my dreams as the first part of this journal exercise, keep writing until you do show up to the page as Julia Cameron writes. Once you open that portal to, to open up to your dream state, dream information will be there. Even if it takes a while, if you don't dream, I always feel like you're blocked somewhere somehow. and you got to decide if you're okay with that. It's, it's fascinating once you get going, both for yourself and the information you might receive for other people, which can happen from your dreams, um, that your frequency is able to receive for somebody else and that they might need. So if this is something you're interested in, whether it's to serve others or to learn more about yourself, then this is a great exercise to write down your dreams and then write down what you want to accomplish that day, what's important to you, what feels left to do, you know, what's, what's on your list, you know, left for this time. Once things get lifted, what else do you want to accomplish? Was there something that you wanted to make for food? Was there a zoom call you wanted to make with a friend? Is there a conversation that you need to have? Um, is there something you wanted to study or that basement that needs to be cleaned? Like scribble it all down again, with the purpose of emptying your mind, then step two, now go exercise so mine are flipped from, from Sharma's, Sharma's, um, Sharma's work. And I, and I understand his philosophy, like get up and go and just get moving. Um, and I love it. And that can work too. I just like that exercise of journaling first because it empties your mind in order to start receiving when you're working out. And that's when a lot of times when inspiration can come. So you exercise to go and move now that you've emptied your mind. I say 30 30 30 meaning like 30 minutes of journaling, 30 minutes of exercise and 30 minutes to step 3 cuz that's my rhythm, but yours might be 15 15 15 or 60 60 60 if you like to go to the, you know, if it's normally what you used to do when you go to the gym or you work out in your basement or whatever whatever, whatever your natural rhythm is, go move and do something. And the definition of moving for this purpose is run walk at a good pace, not meandering. You know, it's not necessarily walking the dog. It's more at a brisk pace, unless you've got a dog that likes to, likes to go. I have a bulldog, so we meander. That's, that's his time, not mine. Um, you can do yoga, do hit, you know, or high intensity and weights combined, more of an interval workout. Mix it up on different days, but go do something. Notice how you feel during this time, how ideas come to you. And again, we're talking basic stuff. It doesn't have to be the formula for world peace that comes to you as inspiration. It could be a food that sounds good to you and you realize your body needs it That you're not eating enough protein or you're eating too much protein. Or maybe your child's needs are coming to the forefront of your mind on a run and there's something you need to ask them or talk about or maybe stop talking about so that they can go work something out on their own. Trust that information that comes to you while you're exercising and relish in it because when your mind is empty, your cup can be filled. You're, you're creating a state of mind when those endorphins get lifted and that serotonin level gets raised naturally in order to receive this information that may have not been able to come to you when you're in a, in a sedentary place or in a blocked place or stuck place. Notice how your mind is clearer after 20 minutes of exercise. It's that runner's high. It's that feeling you get after, again, that twenty minutes of your endorphins kicking in. How your motivation improves. How much better you feel. How much you start thinking like, oh, I definitely want to, you know, eat better today. I want to, you know, you're you're thinking about how to help other people and serve. But you get out of yourself, kind of thing, and you just start to feel a natural high. Nobody wants to get out of bed on a comfy you know, nobody wants to get out of their, their sheets and comforter um and go run outside in the rain my, my daughter just said yesterday morning in that teenage way i think i would rather die than go work out right now because she wanted to go watch that series she's watching i think it's outer banks it's called um you know nobody wants to get up and i mean some days you get motivated to like can't wait to go for that run but most times like let's be clear no one's like yes like i want to just get up and just <laughs> start working out um, but the benefits are enormous of what it does for your life and your insp- inspiration and your intuition, not to mention for your relationships. I know a few kids in on, on my client caseload, once they got back to exercising after settling into this whole new way of, you know, this new way of living in the world, were so much better to their family and friends as a result of getting their bodies moving The answer is becoming clearer for them on what they needed to do about reframing their situation and feeling better about where they were at. So make no excuses. If, if, you know, it's, it's not easy for everybody to get for anybody really to get up and get going. So just go do it daily. If you can five to six days a week would be ideal and watch how your mind sharpens and becomes clear that voice of your higher self. Now easier to discern. It's easier to listen to. It's easier to embrace and to heed the message if it comes, you know, and, and also as a side note, no one doesn't hear the gremlins, by the way, you can meditate all your life. You're still going to hear the gremlins. I've talked about with my clients about this a lot. It's not like the goal is to not ever hear them again. That would be nice. That would be awesome. But it doesn't work that way because we all have that part to us. You know, we're we're human beings. So you're going to have your wise self and your and your lower self, your gremlins competing for for dominance. You know, I I swear I still wake up most days with gremlin chatter in my mind. But that's the impetus You're You're essentially telling them to step aside when you throw back the covers. Five, four, three, two, one style like Mel Robbins suggests and and get moving. After you're done this, after you do your exercise, whatever, however long it is, I like 20 plus minutes, you know, for me, 30 minutes is, is the zone. Um, Cause 20 plus that's when you get that serotonin level raised again, naturally. So you got to do what's good for you, but that's, that's my suggestion. After that, now you go to work, you go to school, you go write that book, you make your zoom calls to your kindergarten classes, your high school classrooms, you go study for that exam your energy will be laser focused. It's more intentional and it's connected to the reason you're doing what you're doing in the first place. This automatically happens after you work out. You're gonna reconnect to that part of you that wants to learn, wants to connect with others, wants to teach others, wants to share with others only the gifts and talents and skills that you have to share. This is allying with your inspiration. This is connecting with that intuitive part of you. And when you listen to it, and when you can hear it, you can better act on it and then deliver a product or service that others want from you. And that makes you feel good. To arrive here, though, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then create a morning routine that helps you get in touch with your place of inspiration, that wiser self that knows what's best for you in the first place. So this is a great time during this, this whole you know, challenging shut down the world time to empty your mind in order to fill it up and then go share with others what you've learned but you've got to take it seriously you've got to put yourself in a place where you're going to position yourself to receive so you're putting yourself first in order to hear that voice that's not news again that's not emails like you're starting the day with you you're tuning into what is right for you you're exercising for you you're working to connect with that part of you that has that thing that only you can share so, you know, this is this is this is the challenge and this is the the thing you have to decide for yourself, especially as we're nearing the end of this whole thing and coming closer to it. Start to think if you live that way, if you want to live that way and how much better you might feel if you start to tap into that, create a morning routine, exercise in order to hear that voice better so that it's clearer for you. Um, And don't take my word for it. Go try it as your own science experiment. Give it one to two weeks and just notice how you feel before and after. And if this is something that you want to take with you as you move forward, when things get back into, you know, back into um, a regular kind of rhythm. So, and, you know, if the gremlins are especially loud in your ear and you feel like you just can't beat them on a particular day, remember that their very purpose is to cause you angst so that you stay right where you are. And that could be in a place of pride. It could be in a place of guilt, in negative chatter in your head, in stuckness, in order to hold you back from moving forward. This is their job. This is what your ego does. This is what your gremlins do. When they're loud, and especially grinding it on the brain, take it as the highest compliment that your power is so strong that they're working overtime to hold you back from your greatness. So I'm going to go into the questions that I got this week. There are two of them. Um, The first is I have a client who asked or who said, I often get stuff pertaining to work and other creative ideas when I'm on a run. How do you remember everything other than to have to record it? And, um, good question. Cause that's happened to me many, many times. So I, I think I've heard it takes like 17 seconds to lose an idea. Like you're supposed to write it down right away. And, and I do try to adhere to that myself. Like when I get something, I try to write it down as quick as possible. Um, because you know, you, you do tend to lose it the longer it goes. Um, I remember just from writing days of land of blue, I'd get things constantly on my runs and I, I was notorious for coming in the door and be like, bup, 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 when someone tried to talk to me and, you know, use that hand gesture of like, do not speak until I can get this on a piece of paper. Um, so, you know, yeah, honor it as best you can. But again, when you're on a run, that's going to be a little harder to do. So just, just trust like that you'll get there and t- have, have something ready when you get home maybe, or just, know where pen and paper are so that when you get home, you can just write down quickly bullet points of the things that came to mind. Because often what happens, it's kind of like the dream thing. When you open that portal, like you might think you forget a dream. Think, think of how this has happened for you in the past. You forget your dreams and then you'll be walking somewhere and it just happens. Or you'll be telling somebody, meaning like you'll remember, or you'll be talking to a friend and then you just say, oh, I had a dream about whatever, like going to New York City. And then you go, oh, and then this happened and this happened. It's like opening a door to that portal. So trust that once you start to say yes to yourself and like, yes, you're interested in moving in this direction, that things just automatically come as a result. So if you're on a run, you get ideas, just keep repeating it. Use your chance there. Like you go, go over it and over it in your mind, get home, and then just have everybody move out of your way until you can get there and write it on a piece of paper. And the second question that I got was, what made me choose the opening song to this podcast? Um, they wondered if it was Steely Dan, and it's not. It's Kenny Loggins, Heart to Heart. I was listening to um, a Pandora station at the beginning of this whole situation, and I heard the first few verses. I-, I remembered how I loved the song when I first heard it. And then the first few verses about you ain't crazy, what you're feeling, there's a reason for, I want to do Right. And then that chorus about touching each other's hearts, I, I, I was like, yep. Yeah. I said to my husband, that's the song I want for the podcast. So I hope you like it. If you liked what you heard today, please hit subscribe and share with your friends. And you can also sign up for my blog at www.jillsylvester.com for tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.